Hi, and welcome to How I Got Back to Exercise with me, Sophie Barlow, where each week I speak to a different guest about their journey getting back to exercise. Along the way, we have got lots of chats and we always get some great tips as well. So thank you so much for coming along. And thank you also to audionautics.com for the fab music. Today we are speaking to the lovely Elise Garth who is one of the nicest, most self-effacing ladies you are ever likely to meet. But she has got a pretty amazing story. Um, Breaking her back, age 16, she then went on to represent her country as a triathlete, as well as completing the odd iron woman along the way. Elise talks to us about managing her hypothyroidism, which was incorrectly managed for many years, and about her breakthrough to getting back to being herself again, and full of energy. Elise gently talks us through her path back to health and the importance of listening to your body and having the courage to challenge health professionals if you feel that there is something that's just not quite right. I am really excited to speak to Elise Garth, who is a nutritionist and joining us all the way over from Australia. So Elise, thank you so much for coming on How I Got Back to Exercise today. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. So excited for our chat. Um, So to kick off, I quite often ask guests a little bit about their sort of history with exercise, really. So just thinking back to sort of when you were younger, I mean, have you always enjoyed exercise? I know you're doing a lot now. You're doing some pretty impressive exercise feats. But have you always been into exercise? Yeah, well, my exercise journey has been an interesting one. I was um, quite an overweight child and I went kicking and screaming into exercise. Um, But what did put a a stop to that was a really severe back injury where I chipped a few vertebrae and tore a heap of lower back muscles. And um, that put me out of, you know, that really put me out of action for, you know, quite some time. You know, it was honestly like the first year there there was no running, there was no, you know, there was just leading up, building back up to walking and strength exercises and just getting through the day without crazy back spasms. And um, yes, slowly but surely I got back into running, um, but I never envisioned that, you know, I'd be doing triathlons and winning races and representing my country. So yeah, so it's been quite the journey. And then I did also just as things are starting to get moving again, then I was diagnosed with a thyroid and autoimmune condition. So it was from the physical and then also the energy side. So there was definitely lots of doubts there, but I, yeah, obviously I had that will to keep going and to keep trying um, just because, you know, I know how good exercise makes you feel. And, you know, I just, I love exercising, um, but yes, there's definitely been some really big hurdles and challenges that I've had to get through along the way. Thank you. Gosh, that is quite a, change isn't it so a bit overweight as a child and then tell me did you have the back injury as a child was that when you were younger no so that was a snowboarding accident um that I had so that was yeah just as I was sort of training for the state team for martial arts and I was training to do my first half marathon um and that yes it took oh my gosh it was over a decade later that I got to do my first half marathon um due to that back injury um that was when I was yeah when I was 16 I had the back injury and um yeah it was a lot of my early adulthood it haunted me for and you know things you know just the pain to get out of bed in the morning you know just the those spasms that first you know starting the morning and first thought of putting the pain you know your feet on the ground and feeling that you know 
pressure for your feet, shut off your whole body. Um, they're still, yeah, I feel like it's still like quite burnt into my mind. Um, but yes, I no longer have that pain. Um, and it was around that time when I first started to no longer get the pain um, that I did actually start to do triathlons. That's why I was like, this is my time. It's time to get out there and finally get to um, do some races. That's obviously a lot to go through. And I mean, you're just so full of energy and enthusiasm. But I imagine, yeah, that must have been quite hard to sort of have that level of pain and then be kind of not just like, oh, I've healed now. I'm just going to like relax and live my life. Thank you in the first instance for talking about the fact that, you know, you've obviously had big back injury and it healed and you're no longer in pain, because I think that is something that's really important for my listeners to hear and, you know, everyone to hear, because quite often, like in my day job as an osteopath, I will have patients who have had historic injuries and they're still very concerned about them, even though they will have certainly healed, you know, sometimes like a decade, 20, 30 years before. So it's a conversation that I quite often have, but also I find that it can take time for people who I meet, my patients to start to trust their body again. So, I mean, how, how did that tie in with training? Yeah, yeah. And it's so, so true because you just wonder, is this run going to push me over the edge? Am I going to flare it up? Am I going to, yeah, um, injure myself again? Like those always sort of flashes through your mind and those thoughts do come up. So for me, I guess the mindset piece was a big one throughout the injury and just in general, just getting through the day. Um, at the time I was studying my nutrition degree as well. So I guess, you know, for me, it was just, it was taking the small steps. So making sure that, you know, I was doing everything I possibly could that was within my control. So my exercises for my back injury, like they were non-negotiable, you know, I did them multiple times a day. Yay. And they, you know, they, they were just part of my life. You know, they were, they were there in the morning while they're at the end of the day. That does take dedication. And, you know, um, sometimes you just sort of, especially when you're not making any progress as well, you know, you can really, you know, what, what is this all for? Why am I doing this? But, you know, it's, it's those small steps over, you know, that long period of time and your body just being able to heal itself that, you know, it all sort of, I guess, comes together. And, you know, for me, it was just trying new things with my injury, you know, like the, you know, I saw multiple um, health practitioners and it was actually, yeah, the osteo, I was the one that made the biggest difference to me. And I even saw a cranial osteo as well as um, muscular skeletal um, osteo. And, you know, everyone's body is just so different and people react differently to different treatments and different styles. And, you know, what's going to work for one person is not always going to work for someone else. So for me, it was just, yeah, trying new things, taking that one small step at a time and just thinking that, you know, what can I do you know what's within my control and you know there was there was definitely those times in those days you know there was many tears shed and you know why me I wish I could do this I don't want the pain it was yeah sometimes you really had to dig deep but um the question I always came back to me was you know what else can I be doing and you know what's what am I you know within my control that I can do because you know obviously you can't control the pain you can't control what your injury is doing but um you can do what's within your control. And I guess another thing which you mentioned on with the mindset was, you know, believing that you're capable. So for me, it was knowing that, you know, by putting the hard work and get through this. That's what I kept telling myself anyway. Um, and, it, and it did work over that long period of time. Thank you. That That is like packed full with some really helpful advice. I was interested, the phrase that you said, 
when you're really deep and questioning and you're having a hard time, you know, getting back to those habits and exercise again. And you said, oh, why am I even doing this? And I just wondered, did you have a particular goal in mind or were you just, you know, I just want to get better each day or do you, did you have a particular why? I mean, representing your national team now, was that something that you were thinking about then? No, it was not, um, definitely not that sort of evolved um, as, you know, I healed and as, you know, just I took those small steps and then, you know, that one step led into another. Um, for me at the time, you know, I, was, I always wanted to get back into running. So I guess that was something just because for me, running is that sort of freedom. Um, I grew up in this beautiful mountain sort of area with beautiful hills and greenery. And, you know, I could still get out and walk, but, you know, that running for me was my escape. So I guess for me, it was just always wanting to get back into running. And because of my injury, to be honest, I hadn't even considered competitive sports just because it just seemed so far-fetched that I'd be able to even complete race. And there was always, for many years, once I did actually start to recover and started to, you know, be able to train and get back into uh, running, people would always say to me, you know, oh, are you going to go for a race? Are you going to do this? And, you know, it didn't really cross my mind because I guess that question was, oh, is my body going to fail me? Or is, is this just going to turn, you know, is this one minute I'm good and then the next minute I'm going to be back injured again? So for me, it, yeah, it took a number of years and I think it was just that sort of right right timing, right place. I had moved to a sunnier part of Australia, so up to Queensland in the northern, and I was living by the beach, and I had always wanted to do a triathlon. So I had been a surf lifesaver growing up, and um, that had always, like, it was never, like, my dream goal, but I'd always sort of thought, you know, if I'm able, I would love to be able to do a triathlon. So as my injury started to heal, as I moved, it was just sort of like, oh, maybe this is the time to give it a go. That's great. And then you, you've got such a strong relationship with your body by that stage because you've come through such a lot, haven't you? I suppose then yeah. after an injury, once you've got over that, that can give you strength, I guess, moving forward, like into training. Yeah, definitely. Because you've already gotten over such a big hurdle and such a big challenge that other hard things no longer seem as hard. And that's almost like, I feel like with the races that I do now, I just did a... um a 21k trail run on the uh, last weekend and it was hard like it was it was like a quite a steep uphill um race and you know you know the mindset piece comes in for me around about the 16 17 kilometer mark and when you do finish it you're just like wow that was you know even though it was a challenge like you're like what's next you know it just every every challenge that you get over makes the next challenge not so difficult or daunting now, you mentioned about an all the while. So you had had this injury. You were obviously training, healing, getting better. And then you mentioned that was while you were studying for your nutrition degree. So talk to me about that. Was that something that you were like, you're just really into your health at that stage? Or had you had you always planned to do that degree? Yeah, I think I was probably around 13 when I became obsessed with nutrition. So I was obsessed with nutrition before my back injury. And, you know, I just loved everything about it. I love learning, you know, the different compositions of foods, the different healing effects, and just, you know, the impact on your body of, you know, what you eat and what you don't eat. So that was something that had, yeah, I don't know, it just had always, I'd just always been drawn to it. So um, it's interesting how things come apart. My mum was a home cook as well. So we did a lot of, you know, cooking. I grew up with uh, lots of fresh produce. So um, that probably helped as well. But um, yeah, I was always just, yeah, the love for it. it was just 
just reading it you know how some people I guess you, you you get your hobbies but I was always you know reading the latest nutrition magazine or reading the latest article and when it came to picking subjects at school like health was the one that I was just like counting down for each week and just yeah it was just me so yeah it was a pretty easy choice it was um it was just did I get the grades did I get the grades to get in so um yeah so that was like I was obviously had to work towards but yes got them and made it through to uni and studied nutrition so yeah it was a, it was great and have you found that that nutrition training has um helped you along the way I'm just thinking about sort of you know, if you've had illness or kind of struggling with trying to sort of keep on top of your nutritional health in terms of maybe your training. Yeah, definitely has helped. Um, I guess just having that mindset and just, you know, knowing when you're eating certain foods, you know, what, you know, micronutrients, macronutrients they're providing for your body um, and truly think, that, you know, with the training, that you know that's that's helped a lot with the energy and then when I got my diagnosed with my thyroid and autoimmune condition um that was another thing that the nutrition side focusing on what I teach is an anti-inflammatory diet with an you know autoimmune disease we don't want to be adding any more fuel to the fire so to speak so we need to know you know what foods are going to support and nourish our body and you know what foods are the ones that are going to be taking away you know so what to include and what to exclude so that was really helpful with my nutri- having my that nutritional knowledge and something that I've really honed in and trial and tested you know over the last decade to you know find that perfect diet and to find what's you know the really um what makes all the difference I guess and I have found that I've been able to lower my antibodies so that's the that's a one of the tests that gets done and swear that that is solely based on nutrition because the medication has been very similar but being able to you know change the um antibody levels and lower them um, I think it's because of the quality of food and having those foods that agree with my body and are not flaring it up Yes, of course, what you're talking about here is an autoimmune condition in terms of the antibodies. You're talking about that as being an indication of how your condition is being managed, essentially. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's there's numerous things with, you know, the um, anti-inflammatory diets, and, you know, there's a number of principles that, you know, that I teach, and there's a lot that comes down to, you know, eliminating you know the processed inflammatory foods that are really going to you know I guess they just don't gel well with the body and rather um, you know focusing on those high quality nutrient dense foods um, which are going to you know not only uh, help with inflammation but they're going to support the gut as well which you know gut microbiome so you know when we eat certain foods with fiber in them you know that's going to help promote beneficial bacteria which is then you know going to support our whole immune system as well amazing and not spiking so much yeah that's correct yeah and also like you know when you talk about spiking as well like you know I guess with our energy levels um you know being able to make sure that we're balancing you know our blood sugar levels as well so making sure that we're including enough protein whether animal or plant-based in our diet as well so it's a really big one and that goes I guess for anybody with their energy levels as well so making sure that we're eating the right protein for our you know our body as well and that's like with my training as well it's been really important to make sure you know with that muscle recovery and repair um that there is enough protein in the diet and something that I've you know taken very strongly for my nutrition uh, trainings um, and incorporated into my own life as well yeah I saw actually you know doing a little bit of research before we met up today and um 
I saw on your Instagram that like that is packed with info. But yeah, one yes. of your top five tips was um, taking a magnesium bath for yeah, I guess yes. for your muscle relax and, and everything. Yeah, and skin's such a really big absorber of magnesium, so um, that's a really yeah key way to get magnesium into the body. And yes, I I swear by the magnesium um, baths. I have at least one a week, and then I also um treat myself to the float pots. I don't know if they're a, a big thing over in London, but um I have one magnesium float pod there. I think you know just with the muscle recovery, um it really helps, and again, it, as well as muscle, it's just a great. Um, mental health de-stressor and you know really relax the mindset and yeah I guess nourish your body in another way yeah I thought that that was a really nice it was a really nice range of tips actually from physical health and mental health I just wanted to speak about so you were diagnosed with hypothyroidism so tell me how did you become aware sort of signs and symptoms of that and yeah how sort of going forward has that affected your ability to sort of train and kind of exercise initial stages were the common symptoms of just you know that full-on fatigue like not even really being able to get through the day sort of hitting that like crazy sort of slump you know around lunchtime feeling like you could under your desk and go to sleep for the rest of the afternoon and just that that sleep that you just literally want to sleep forever because you know you've just your body just feels like it just can't go on anymore so there was some very obvious signs there I started to gain quite a bit of weight so along with you know another few more um, symptoms there so that was early stage diagnosis um and it took a little bit to get the medication right for me as it does with a lot of people but I was able to then fully function go on um I ended up you know finishing my degree and you know getting a corporate position um and it wasn't I always knew though deep down that prior to getting all the symptoms for the thyroid condition once I went on the medication I knew that my brain was never as sharp as it was and I felt that my energy levels and my happy sort of bubbliness was never as I guess it never got back up to the same that it was prior to the symptoms so it did take me a number of years to sort of stand up and speak out and I had um, discussed it with a number of medical practitioners and majority of them said no your labs are perfect you know it must be something else but I did more and more research and that's why I'm so passionate about the thyroid and autoimmune and also being you know your own authority when it comes to your body because you know we know our body's best and we really need to speak out when things you know aren't feeling right and we we know deep down that something's not right so I ended up going on a six-month waiting list to speak to an integrative medicine practitioner and you know I had this massive list of like alternative sort of thyroid tests and um he was I'm going to do those for you and yeah I was correct one of my uh, the medication that I was taking it wasn't actually converting um properly like it was converting partly but not fully so um we had to do a few more tweaks and um it was the test that he was happy to do for me that sort of showed that hey we need it we need to change things up and that's where you know the brain fog lifted I could start to really think clearly I had that sort of endless energy as I like to call it whereas before it was sort of very limited and um you know I knew what my limits could be but now you know I can do a lot more and that's just helped with the the training side of things made it so much easier and just you know being able to I guess live the life that I want to be able to live and I've got a little girl and I can chase around you know um had a stage there where you know I had to sort of 
felt like I had to have a lie down for 15 minutes before I could get up the energy to go for a run. So no longer um, having that. So um, yeah, there's been definitely some tweaks along the way, but um, yeah, my biggest sort of message out of that, and I wish I had probably acted on it sooner, but you know, we all get caught up in just life in general um, is to, you know, really speak out when something doesn't feel 100% right. That is such a valuable lesson. Um, and it is hard even as a health practitioner to kind of keep an eye on, you know, what's happening with your own body. But I do say that to my patients all the time. They're in charge of their health. I mean, they're the expert on their own health and us kind of health professionals. We're just without like the support team. And but I think it can be hard for anybody to, you know, when you're your doctor is saying no it's fine all everything's coming out fine but you still know something's not quite right that takes a lot of courage to actually step over that line almost doesn't it and and then you do end up having maybe to sort of research things yourself a little bit but um I imagine that you know with your networks as well as a nutritionist probably it was easy to find someone who's recommended and someone that you can essentially trust with your health because you know that's that's the thing isn't it if you are kind of looking for other methods or maybe just deeper a bit of a deeper dive and I think honestly that's quite often what it is isn't it you just you want a bit more information don't you but um that is great advice as you say we are the ones that know our bodies best aren't we so let's talk a little bit about where you got to so we, we were talking about you know getting to training and things so talk to me about your your progression once you sort of got back to exercise kind of regularly and then to where you are right now yeah so I yeah once I started getting um back into training and I think I'd, yeah, I mentioned that I'd moved to you know Queensland so at that time it was you know I got to you know potentially think about doing this triathlon that I'd sort of you know started to think about and think that that would be amazing to um, comp- um, compete in and complete um, so I did my first triathlon and I was just I was in love I was just it couldn't have gone better and it was it just felt it just just felt so right and I was just like, okay. The crazy thing was I did one triathlon and then I signed myself up to a um, half Ironman. So um, that, yes, I know, crazy, absolutely crazy. So I, I feel like it, it was just sort of that switch that was like, I can do this. Like, you know, um, I've done my one triathlon and I could, you know, so it took, that was six months in, in training. So that was probably the most I'd ever trained in my life at that point in time. And I completed that half Ironman and, you know, I was really happy with that. And then I started doing um, more local ones. And then it sort of, I started getting podium places and the people around me encouraged me, well, you know, we've got the triathlon world championships coming up and Australia's hosting them you'd be crazy not to try and get onto the team and I was sort of like oh I don't think so that you know it's a lot of the times you know it's the people around you that believe in you more than you believe in yourself and with some very friendly encouragement um I ended up doing the uh, qualifying so training I got a coach and I was able to get on a team uh, a local team here in Mackay with the sponsor team so that was amazing and yeah I was able to fly around and um, qualify for those races so at that stage I ended up going on to training 11 times a week so I was training my mornings and my afternoons and sometimes yeah I'd train you know my lunch breaks I'd be doing strength sessions 
Um, and my body, yeah, was was just just going with it, and it was it was amazing. So I was still taking a lot of, like, you know, still doing all my exercises, doing all those nurturing things, like having regular massages and making sure that I was really listening to my body. So you know, if my my body was telling me that I needed a break making sure that, you know, I took that break or, you know, if it was that time of the week and it was just like, you know, you push really hard this week, I think you can have a day or two off training, then I would, you know, I would listen and I would react accordingly. Um, and I was very fortunate through that whole period, which was almost probably 18 months from qualifying to then actually racing. I didn't actually yet, I had very minor injuries. So um, I definitely was, um, I feel fortunate, but I feel like I also put a lot of, um, sort of things in place to support that and to support my body through the training that I was doing. So yeah, so then I competed um, and it was just yeah the most amazing event to be able to, you know, compete alongside, you know, country women from all around the world, you know, running past you in all these beautiful colours and flags and things. So yeah, it was um it was it was yeah one of those gut list moments that you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm actually here and I'm actually doing it. So that was amazing. And then I um after the race, I ended up going on to have my daughter. So that was, she's now three. So I have definitely pulled back a lot since having her, but I was able to complete my first try four months postpartum. So I was very um, proud of that effort. So um, I still stayed very active during my pregnancy and, you know, ate really well and looked after my body and was able to um, yeah, compete after her. And now I'm just sort of focusing on, I guess, you know, I guess what pulls me and what's, you know, really going to light me up. So I did a 10-day multi-day hike. So I carried all my camping gear and things, and it was a 240-kilometer hike through our Australian desert. So um, near Alice Springs, Ayers Rock, I don't know if you um, have heard of that in Australia. Um, and that was that was this June. So that was my big ticket training event for this year. So again, that was another six months of training, but training this time, you know, scaling mountains with big... Um, hats on and things and um, as I mentioned yeah I just did a trail run so I've done a couple of I did another I did a 30 kilometer trail run as well in August so I thought um, it's funny how one thing leads to another so with the um, the long distance um, the, the trek I'd never done uh, any trail running I've always done my triathlons which is running on you know pavements and things but through this Lara Pinta trail which is in our outback it was almost all rocks like you're walking up um, beautiful creek beds but you know not on any sort of even surface and I was like this is going to give me the courage I'm going to do a trail right after this if my knees and my ankles and my back can hold up doing this massive long trail with a backpack on I think I can do a trail run so yeah so that's what I've been focusing my attention on uh, recently. That is a wonderful story to hear just thinking about the relationship that you've got with your body because you know I quite often see people at sort of different stages of your journey who maybe haven't been thinking about rest and haven't think you know don't necessarily realize ironically how that is going to really improve their results if they actually are getting enough rest time I think that is generally improving but with a lot of the time with my kind of like higher level athletes they quite often come to me with a sort of mindset of no pain no gain um, and I just I see so so many better results when actually you are having more of that communication with your body but I guess you've been through quite a lot haven't you <laughs> so yes. now before we finish I would 
obviously you've got such a wealth of experience, but just thinking back to somebody, maybe someone who's either sort of post-injury and, you know, has maybe lost a bit of confidence in their body or somebody perhaps who has been diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. Have you got any tips that you, you would give to them to take away today? Yeah, I think it's just that continuous small step. So really not going like and putting that pressure on yourself or like, you know, have to reach this. It's just those small steps and then see once you've, you know, nailed that or, you know, accomplished that small step, then what's next? And then, you know, what's next after that? So those small steps that, you know, is going to open up, you know, a world of opportunities um, in the long run. Um, I think it's uh, having the right team to work with you. So making sure that you've got the right support around you, you know, being your medical professionals, as well as, you know, people in your life that are going to support you and be understanding of your condition and, you know, your desires. So something that I'm a big advocate for is, you know, asking for as well as accepting support in our life. And sometimes the accept support can actually be quite hard. So, you know, at various times, I've had to ask my husband to do certain things, um, which has enabled me to potentially, you know, get through a flare-up or an injury at that point in time. And, you know, that's meaning that he's doing more, but I'm able to then do the exercises or get to appointments that I need to. So that's a big one that I think. I think also that just remembering that positive mindset and coming back to it's only this point in time, it's not going to be forever. So you you can get through it. And hard as it is and as challenging as it is and as frustrating as it is it will pass and you know if you keep working at it it, you know you'll come out on the other side so really don't give up when it all feels too hard is another one and then I think like parting last words sort of thing when you're seeking something you know remember it's also seeking you so I think it's you know what you put out there you will you'll bring back in as well so you know say it loud say it proud what you want to achieve and you know really take those steps and just try those new things seek that support to um, get you on your journey so Elise um whereabouts can my listeners find you if they want to get some more of your tips and advice yeah, so I'm on Facebook and on Instagram. So Instagram, you can find me at Elise Staff Health. And then I've got Elise Staff Health Coaching as my Facebook business page. I also have a free community as well, which is um, Happy, Healthy and Inspired Community Thyroid and Autoimmune. So I'd love for anyone that's listening that has a thyroid or autoimmune condition, or if you literally just, you know, enjoy listening to what I was talking about. There's lots of nutrition tips, energy, mindset that I uh, love love to speak on. And I also have a free guide, which I'll give to Sophie just to pop a link in, um, which is five simple ways to boost your energy. So I know that, you know, when you're getting back into things after injury, you know, um, we could always do some tips and tricks on how to, you know, get best out of our energy levels. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Elise. That is really wonderful advice. And I just want you to know how grateful I am for you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me, Sophie. I've loved yeah, sharing my experience and I hope it's yes, it's useful for your listeners.